Who do you think you look like in terms of who do I look yeah, like, or who have people said you you are celebrity look like? Man, I have no idea. Oh, Canelo! Oh, Canelo. I do get, how did I forget about that? Duh. Employers um, now implementing technology to monitor their employees' productivity. I, and that's the first time I heard that you can't take a dog to a park. No, so I graduated college ten years ago, um, and I I left school. I'm gonna say it. I left school with almost a hundred grand in debt. Yeah, imagine paying fifteen hundred dollars to go meet a guy that just looks like a guy that you like. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Untapped Potential Podcast, man. We're kicking off season four with the vlog. I'm your host, Max Prado. Let's go check out the studio real quick. Check it out. Walking in, man, you see the studio to the left. And you see our wonderful uh, audio and visual team right here to the right. Hey they want to introduce themselves real quick. Hi, my name's Nia. So I do the audio. So this is the audio board. So I just kind of adjust audio levels for Max, Chris, and the guests, making sure that nothing's too loud and too quiet. Um, and then this is also like the soundboard, so sounds that we'll add into the interviews. Yeah, and hey, I, Darcy, I do the video. So basically we just switch back and forth between different camera shots and yeah this is otto i forgot otto this little guy yeah this is our dog otto he's the untapped potential mascot he is a mascot all right so let's check out where the real magic happens right here in the studio this is the well-known guest chair right here over here is where chris and i sit and you know we've got some nice little accent pieces here on the sides we try to make it a vibe for our guests so I realized I didn't officially introduce myself. So my name is Max Prado and I'm a co-host and also the social media manager here at the Untapped Potential Podcast. And I'm the other co-host. I'm the editor and I guess production assistant uh, to an extent. Um, so I, I help uh, put together the episodes, the TikToks, the reels, the YouTube videos. This man does all the editing. Yeah. So the high school education, you know, really helps out. <laughs> but yeah, man. So super excited uh, to start season four. And I don't know what to say. Yeah, man. Where are we taking it on season four? What's going to be a little different? For, for sure, we got the vlogs going. This is way different right here. You know, we've introduced you guys a little bit more into our support team here at Untapped Potential. You get to see a little bit of a different side of us, a little bit more lighthearted. You got to see kind of our setup here at the studio as well. So you'll be seeing more of that. We might even be doing some more vlogs like right. in person, going to restaurants or local places. So yeah, lots of exciting stuff to come. Yeah, Should be cool. And if you guys have any recommendations on places for us to visit to do an episode on, make sure to comment uh, and we'll review it and we'll try to make it happen. You know, we won't promise anything, but we're, we're going to try to make to make it out to places. Yeah. And if you're from the Pacific Northwest and you have not subscribed to our channel yet, make sure you subscribe to this is a one-stop shop to meet people from the Pacific Northwest, learn about new places here, and just kind of vibe out with us, man. Untapped potential. Big things coming this year. Max, you sound a little different this season, man. Are you sure about that, Chris? Oh, I'm sure. Sure Microphones has been making us sound Chris for four seasons. That's a long time. For real, if these content creators want to up their audio game, they got to make sure to shop with Sure. We got the link in the description. Make sure you tap in. Let's get back to the episode, though.
Hey everyone, welcome to the Untapped Potential Podcast, where we interview Pacific Northwest visionaries. Welcome to season four. I'm your host, Chris. This is my co-host, Max. And man, it's been a long summer, man. How you feeling? It's been a good summer, man. I'm, I'm happy to be back. Season four, man. I remember season one. I feel like it was just yesterday. We've been doing this for almost two years. Yeah, that's crazy to me, man. Two years of, of doing a podcast, um, representing the Northwest, bringing on a ton of guests. We've yeah. had 45 episodes so far. That's when we ended last season. We're starting on episode 46. Yeah. And man, the future is bright. We just got an ad read too. For real. We got sure. Shout out to sure microphones, man. We got four mics now too. So we can interview two people at a time. Right. The studio is slowly growing. Yeah, you man. Know? We're we're starting to become a little bit of a, I don't know, a media company a little bit. Something like that. Yeah. For real. <laughs> yeah. It's good though. I'm, I'm happy to see where we're at. I'm excited for season four too. Yeah. We got a lot of good guests lined up. We just did a vlog. If you're at this point of the video, you've seen the vlog. Let us know what you think about it. Leave a leave a comment. Leave a like. Make sure to subscribe too. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Leave a comment. If you guys like those types of vlogs, we're going to try to do more this season as we venture out and expand our content creation on yeah. this platform. Um, and yeah, we'd love to get your thoughts, even new ideas, new places to go to. If you guys recommend areas or restaurants or just venues that we should you know check out feel free to comment below yeah we're trying yeah. to connect with y'all we want to feel we want y'all to see us as people not just as hosts you know i'm max prado he's chris navon we're trying to establish that and get you guys to kind of see us as people and not just as hosts of this podcast right and for this first episode for season four we're kicking it off with a round table talk and just wanted to know we have shoes on today Oh, for um, sure. A couple of comments from last season where they saw our socks on. Yeah. You guys didn't like that? Well, we upgraded our game, man. We we got shoes in, so we could afford a little bit now. Yeah. Now that we're a little bit of a bigger podcast. Let's do a drip check <laughs> real quick, though, because, man, you had to pull out the J's on me on the first podcast, bro. I got the new balances. Just a little something-something, you know? That's filthy, though. What you got on? Let, let the people know. I got J12s. Um, Oof. These are, uh, I believe it's Midnight. Um, I got it off a, a drop from, I think, a, a Nike drop. That's filthy. One of the sneakers drops, yeah. Oh, so you got them at retail? Yeah, Ooh, yeah, thankfully, lucky. thankfully. Because, um, yeah, they're, I, I forget how much they're going for now, but um, probably not too much from MSRP, but I, I never get any sneakers drops. Yeah. These are one of the few that I've been able to get through that app. It's I don't know drippy, if you tried. though, man. Those are clean. Appreciate Those it. Those are stupid clean. I got the humble New Balances. You know, um, old man swag right here. What are these? The like five fifties or something? Going with the Jack Harlow fit today. I had to, man. <laughs> I had to. I got the drip shirt on though. Gotta, gotta, you know, yeah. let them know. Um, you're rocking the honestly never mind the Drake album tee. Yep, yep. I got it from Anti Merch. Shout out Anti Merch. Um, and yeah, this is the album cover. Pretty clean, man. I like the album. What'd you think of it? That's filthy. That's clean. I thought it was a cool album. Yeah. You know, Drake does his thing. I feel like he's established himself to the point where he's an artist that can just drop whatever, and I'm a vibe with it. Right. It, it wasn't my favorite album of the year. Right, Probably yeah. Probably not my least favorite either, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And I, I think I liked the shirt. I thought it was pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah man. Clean. So what'd you do this summer, Chris? You know, a uh, couple of different things, man, but the biggest thing was COVID, man. I got COVID for the first Ooh. time. 
it finally caught up to you me. You made it two years without getting COVID. Finally yeah. got it. Summer 2022, huh? Yeah, dude. I, you know, I've been running away from the beast and uh, so far it caught up to me, man. And, and it was a rough time. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I got it visiting my parents. I hadn't seen my parents in three years. Wow. And because the, of COVID, you hadn't seen them? Yeah, because oh. of COVID. Thankfully, my parents are all right. So um, they, they made it out okay. But yeah, man, it was, it was a rough time. And you've had it before, right? Yeah, I've had COVID. I got it uh, October of 2021. So oh, okay. almost a year ago. Yeah. So what do you do other than get COVID, man? Because that sucks. Yeah. Well, we went to uh, Walla Walla um, for a nice. wedding. Yeah. And Walla Walla is pretty cool, man. Wine uh, country out there, right? Wine country. And for, for those of you who aren't from Washington, it's in the middle of Washington. It's our version of Napa Valley, essentially, where they have a bunch of wineries and, and places where you know, old people like to retire. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. So pretty good summer overall, summer 22 for you. Yeah, pretty good summer overall. Um, Oh, I got uh into playing guitar, too. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah. What type of guitar? Uh, I didn't electric. even know this. Yeah, electric. Nice. Yeah, I bought it eight months ago, but because we were like in the middle of the season, yeah. I couldn't really like get into it. And then we just built this whole studio in the off season between right. season two and three. And so that kind of took up my time. And so I didn't really have a, a lot of like free time up yeah. until uh, once we finished uh, season three wrapping up. So right. I took that time to like, you know, try to learn different skills. And yeah, man, I really, I really like it so far. That's cool, man. Guitar. Yeah. I feel like guitar is a cool instrument to play. Like you could pull it out at parties, wherever, and like just make friends real quick. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm that good to like start, you know uh showing off and you'll get the there yeah. you'll get there maybe maybe you yeah. learn your first song and you just start busting and want to hear a song real quick <laughs> yeah you have know? you ever seen those guys on tiktok that like just hop on a random piano and just start dropping like these crazy beats yeah yeah, yeah i have actually i yeah. want to i want to learn piano just because of that but i know piano is super freaking hard yeah dude there's way too many keys on there at least yeah. with the guitar you can count the number of strings on like two what is it like five six strings? six yeah six strings yeah. there you go yeah yeah, that's more doable for me, I think. Yeah, man. What, what'd you do cool, this man. summer? This summer was good. I think the highlight for us was we went to the peninsula. Um, mm. We had never been out to that side of the state before, so it was like brand new. And it's so close. From Seattle, it's like two, two and a half hours, depending where you go. Mm. Uh, we stayed in Port Angeles. So beautiful city, um, right by the water. Really small town, to be honest. There's not a whole lot to do there. It's more of an unplugged type of town. But you're close to um, Olympic National Park. Oh, and there's yeah. a ton of stuff to do at Olympic National Park. There's a Crescent Lake. There's a ton of hikes that we couldn't really go on because no dogs allowed. We took we took our dog. We went to uh, Rialto Beach, though, which is really nice. It's uh, where the hole in the wall is. Yeah. So, like, beautiful, like, ocean. We went on a sunny day, too, so it was really nice. Um, beautiful. Went to Forks, where Twilight yeah. was filmed. Yeah. There's it, really nothing in Forks, though. I was going to ask you that, man. It's, yeah. it's just nothing out there. <laughs> Nothing at all. Like the town is really boring. Yeah. Actually, it's like a one street town, tiny little town. Um, and nothing was open, you were saying, right? Nothing was really open. I mean, there was like one or two shops, but I think the majority of the movie wasn't even filmed there. Mm. So, you what you're seeing in the real Forks isn't the movie version of Forks, right? Because they right. actually, like, for example, the nice house in Twilight that's actually in Portland. Oh, I see. Yeah. The school, the high school where they filmed that isn't even there. It's in another town in Washington. Wow, man. So. Wow. Yeah. You learn That's something crazy. new every day, right? Like, Dude, movie magic, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. We took a picture by the sign though that says Forks, so that was cool. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> At least a little memento that you were there. Yeah, exactly. It was nice yeah. though. I mean, it was a great trip. I recommend it to anybody who has never been to the peninsula of Washington State. Beautiful land over there, Olympic National Park. Um, and that's a rainforest, right? Like there is a rainforest. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I mean, it might all be a rainforest, but I think there's like the. I think it's called like the Ho something like that rainforest. Yeah. Beautiful. Don't cancel apparently. us YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real it's name a of a real, real place. Thing. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't get to go. Man. <laughs> there we go. We got the last track. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> That's hilarious. But um, we didn't get to go because you can't take dogs. Oh, okay. So we didn't go to actual rainforest. But dude, that sucks. I and that's the first time I heard that you can't take a dog to a park. Yeah, I know. It makes sense. So we looked into it because you have the danger of people being irresponsible, which they're going to be every mm-hmm. time, right? If they can, they will. Um, is uh picking up dog poop. People won't pick it up. And also if there's like predators, like cougars right. and uh bears, they're the first to they're gonna like try to p- attack your dog, you know what I mean? And like right. yeah, you're gonna be kind of defenseless. That's like their first snack, their first Yeah, entree, they see right? a little defenseless, like domesticated animal in the forest. Right, they're probably gonna go for yeah. it. Yeah, Otto wouldn't uh wouldn't do well out no, there. No, man, your little dog will not know Maltese Shih Tzu mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys guy. saw the dog in the BTS. That's that's my dog right there. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Yeah, do well. our dog is like a pit bull mix. She might think she could take on a bear, but she probably can't take on a bear realistically. Nah, no, nah, she nah. yeah. Good luck. She can. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, that's what we did. Um, another little highlight is um down in Renton. Um, they just oh, opened that yeah. Top Golf. I That's live in Renton, right. so it's pretty cool. It's right down the street. People in Renton don't call it Renton. They call it Renton. So, you know, yeah. PNW knowledge right there for you real <laughs> quick. Um, but, yeah, Topgolf just opened, man. It's pretty cool. And um, you've been to one before, right? I'd never been to one. Oh, you've no. never been to I've one. heard that there was one in Vegas. That's right. the one that like, I saw a lot of people would go to before this one opened. Um, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. I mean, I'm not the best golfer, to be honest. My swing ain't the best, but I had fun. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it was really cool. I really liked I really like Top Golf in general, man. Yeah. And um the fact that you can score points just by making it in like these big nets, I think yeah. creates a little bit of a competition for people. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what Top Golf is, it's basically a golfing range where you hit golf balls and there's various like different holes where you can get points. But man, since that opened, it's been busy, dude. Every day. It's like a Every five day. hour wait. They oh got a bar God. too. The thing is, they got a bar and they got food and like servers and stuff that bring you everything. So you could just be chilling there, like not even golfing, just eating and drinking. So wow. it's like a cool lounge area too. Yeah. And since there's a lot of people there right now, some people just go to hang out. Right. Yeah. I remember Darcy cool and bots. I went to um went to the one in Vegas and we saw I think it was a fight um back back there, like on the big screen that they had like oh, the little nice. lounge in. Okay. Like there was a UFC fight. Yeah. So yeah, but it's a pretty cool place to hang out. And but man, it, we had to park all the way in the back of the parking lot when we went there. Remember? Yeah, and it was wild. It was wild. Like the I whole think it'll calm stage. down though. Like once summer like starts to slow down, going into fall, right. and like people get over the newness of it, it'll start being normal. Where there's like maybe like an hour wait time or two hour wait time. Right. Instead right. of right now, it's like five hours just to get a spot. But yeah, it's cool, man. I also want to recommend a spot in Renton. If you're there for Top Golf, make sure you get some yummy meats in Delhi. And this is not an ad. This is just a recommendation. They got the best like fried chicken, like spicy fried chicken. It's so good, man. You got to yeah. try it. Um, let's start off with uh, a little trend that we're we're seeing in the workplace, and that's quiet quitting, man. Have you heard about quiet yeah. quitting before? 
I have. It's crazy, right? How uh, people are just like they don't like their jobs and they're trying to set a boundary. And so instead of going above and beyond for their job like they used to, they just decide to just do the bare minimum. Right. Instead of going above and beyond. That's kind of it feels like flashing back to what we talked about in season three with overemployment. Right. It kind of feels like a different version of that, except right. you stay with your same job and you just do the minimum the whole time. Yeah. Right. And I feel like I'm like personally, I'm starting to see that pop up, you know, pretty like pretty popularly like in the in the workforce. Yeah. At least in like the the communities that I'm a part of, I'm starting to see that. For sure. Yeah. I almost feel like a lot of people are just not feeling appreciated at their job. Sure. Or they've started off like, I feel like anybody when they first start, they go like 100%, right? And they'll continue going 100% if they're appreciated and rewarded for doing that. But you get to a point where you're kind of like sprinting and you're looking around and you're like, nobody cares if I sprint or jog. So why am I going to sprint? You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm going to get the same pay same pto the same benefits if i work hard or if i do the bare minimum so a lot of people are just realizing it and just doing the bare minimum right and to me i also think of it as you know the the pay increases that people get for the most part aren't enough to cover the inflation that we're seeing and so to just like we're basically continuing to get paid less than what we're worth essentially as time goes on and i struggle with like you know, trying to resolve that five hours later. For, sure. for me, that's that's kind of like a struggle point in my mind and, and why I don't blame people who feel motivated to do that, you know, yeah. to quiet quit. But as an employer, just going and playing devil's advocate here, I'd be I'd be pretty upset if somebody <laughs> I was I was paying wasn't actually putting in a hundred percent of the effort because I you know, I hired them to do the job. Right. And potentially go above and beyond to try to solve for things. What's your perspective if you were an employer who, who has a team of people yeah. and you're starting to see that trend? I think if I was an employer, I'd be asking myself, why does my employee feel that way? And I would want to yeah. have a conversation about it. As awkward as it may be, if I noticed the difference in performance, I'd ask. But before I asked, I'd be like, wait, what do I have to back this up? Like, am I paying them adequately? Am I paying them for this extra work that I'm going to be now asking them to do? Right. You know what I mean? I would reflect as an employer. But I think some of these companies are so big. Five hours later. There has to be a defined boundary between work and your personal life. And also, I've noticed a lot of people are kind of into like having a side hustle too. Mm-hmm. So that, that extra time that you have once you clock off of work, you go invest it into your side hustle, which you might be more passionate about. Right. You know? Yeah. And I feel like the whole theme with this new generation is... People are starting to do stuff they're passionate about instead of just working jobs to get a paycheck. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do both at the same time, right? Sometimes you have to work a job for a paycheck in order to support your passion. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need that salary coming through until you can set up your passion in a way that it starts to replace your salary. Right. Yeah, I'm starting to see that a lot, especially with our age group, too, and the advent of hustle culture and and just the trends of e-commerce businesses popping up with with Shopify giving them the tools or, or Squarespace. Yeah. Society's starting to move in a direction where we are doing two jobs, but one of them we actually enjoy care and care about, and that's what we're passionate passionate about. And that's not, it doesn't feel like a job when you do that, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, I'm starting to see that a lot, and, and I can't blame people for feeling that way, you know? I mean, 
you know, if it's working for you and it's not, you know, if you're not dropping the ball on big projects and you're doing what you, you're expected to do, then just do you. Like, if you right. don't feel like you need to go above and beyond for your job, you know, I'm cool with that. Yeah. For sure. I, I low key, I feel like the, the model that we live in now or that we grew up with where you go to school and then you get a degree and then you work for a company and put in all you can into that company so you can get all these promotions. That model is slowly phasing out. Right. And I think people are more like just able to follow their passion and have a side hustle that they're passionate about because we have like the technology and resources to support that now. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. And I think that the people that are taking advantage of it are younger people and, the you know, the, the newest generation. But I think a lot of people are going to start picking that up in the future. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely see that, yeah. too. Speaking of you touched on this topic a little bit while you were chatting about your thoughts. But um, monitoring employee productivity. So yeah. there's a new thing that's popping up with employers um, now implementing technology to monitor their employees' productivity. It's kind of like similar to how Amazon does it for like their truck drivers and their warehouse workers. Oh, that's wild. Um, they're starting to do it for people working from home. Like if you're on Teams or whatever, um, they can monitor your activity you know, potentially even the, uh, the number of minutes, like you keep moving your mouse. Yeah. So w like for me, I feel that kind of penetrates a layer of privacy that I don't want to be penetrated. Excuse me. Why? Um, because at that same, to that same note, you see it in workplaces all the time where people aren't productive 100% of the time, mm -hmm. you know? So what are your thoughts on that now that employers are starting to implement that? My thought is that's the equivalent of my manager standing behind me in the office watching me work. Right. You know, yeah. like I would not feel comfortable with that. To me, it, I feel like that's like a, like a punishment, right? So maybe if they had already caught me slipping like a few times at work to where they saw I was like away for more than two hours during a day, like consecutive hours, then they could say, okay, we have suspicions that you might be doing stuff you're not supposed to. Now we're going to track you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I could maybe understand that. But for a company to just implement that all around for no reason, I think that's overstepping a boundary for yeah. sure. And I think that people should know, like if you're going to apply for an, a virtual role, it should say there, like your work will be monitored so that people yeah. know what they're signing up for. Yeah. Like, like you mentioned, I feel like that's just micromanaging. Yeah. It's and, too much. Yeah. And that for some people, Hey, that might work for you, but for other people like me, I don't want to be micromanaged. Yeah. I, I feel better when I have a full ability to work, do my work autonomously, you know, without somebody breathing my neck, as long as you're doing your job and you're fulfilling your expectations and you're doing all your projects, I don't see why employers would yeah. even do that. You know? Yeah. When we first started working from home, I used to just stay in front of my screen all day. I would eat my lunch there. I'd pretty much be there all day. Now I've learned to take lunches away from my desk, take yeah. walks, and I just step away and take real breaks. And I feel like you should be able to decide how long your breaks should be and like what works for you, obviously without disrupting your work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like if my employer can trust me with that, I'll have more respect for my work, for my employer, and I'll put in more effort into my work. You know, I'll have, I'll be more passionate about coming to work that way. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. I want to talk a little bit about um, events that started to unfold recently in yeah. politics. We won't get too political on this podcast, but we both went to college. Yeah. And coming out of college, 
both you and I had loans. And gotta love them. And yeah, I think I think everyone, pretty much everyone who went to college, has some sort of loan debt coming out of it. Um, now that President Biden has um, forgiven students up to what was it, ten thousand dollars? Up to twenty thousand if you got a Pell Grant during undergrad, okay. or yeah, up to ten thousand if you make under one hundred twenty-five k a year salary. Yeah, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on on just the overall student loan forgiveness, dude? That's a dub for me. That's a W because I fall under that income bracket, right? Right. So I qualify for it. I also had student loans. I had a Pell Grant when I was uh in undergrad, so I qualified for like you know low income or whatever. And so I'm getting 20k forgiven. I think I had under that, so it's not the full 20k, but it's still a lot of money, right? You know. In my own <laughs> words, what I'm calling this, like student loan forgiveness, I'm calling this the millennial bailout. Because mm-hmm. man, honestly, what what the administration is doing with this bailout or with this like student loan forgiveness, a lot of it is our generation, right? Millennials, because we're the ones that have paid the most for school compared to other generations. I guess Gen Z is paying more now too. Right. So millennials and Gen Z, it this is a huge bailout for us because a lot of us had to pull out at least like 10k in student loans just to get by you know right. just to finish school and uh, some people even more um so yeah I- i'm super happy about it i think it kind of levels out the playing field because our generation is struggling just to like buy a house and like do basic things we're holding off on having kids like we've struggled we've taken so many l's as a mm-hmm. generation that this is like a huge w and i do feel bad for the people that already paid their student loans because you know this is kind of a little bit of a slap in the face to them but if I were in that position, I'd be happy for the people getting it forgiven. Yeah. So yeah. that's the way I'm looking yeah, at I'm it. I'm happy for you, Max. I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. And I totally agree. I mean, if I was in your position, I'd be, I'd be fucking stoked, dude. Yeah. Because you so don't qualify for, for the forgiveness, right? No, dude. No. So I graduated college 10 years ago um, and I, I left school. I'm going to say it. I left school with almost 100 grand in debt. Oh, Lord. A hundred grand in debt because you That's got a, a master's though, right? Yeah, that I got you a master's. Pulled out loans for yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, I got a job, and you know I was able to make enough to pay for it, but I had to pay a grand a month. I had to pay a grand a month to pay off my student loans. You're paying those bad boys off, and I was I was focused on paying it because you know I couldn't you know with that amount of debt. It made it difficult for me to save up for, you know, buying a home earlier in the process. Right. Um, saving up for with my investments and preparing the, like the foundation of my future, um, reinvesting it into the economy. You know, I, I missed out on those opportunities because I was so laser focused on just killing that yeah. debt. And ultimately, we were able to do it or I was able to do it. Um, but now that this this happened, I am not eligible for any loan forgiveness, even if I had student loan debt. Right. Um, because of the salary requirements. Um, You're now making that I'm, bank, man. That's why. <laughs> well, I mean, like 10 years past, like, you know, going right. to school, it's like you make, I mean, you make enough to, you know. You get to that point, You right? get to that point. And, and again, it's because I got a master's degree yeah. and I, I did, you know, I tried to progress in my career pretty quickly. Um, so I'm not knocking people who can't afford it and knocked out their student loan debt with some right. of that. Um, but for me, I feel like it doesn't hit the root of the issue. For sure. Like inflation is rising fat or sorry, uh, student tuition 
college tuition is rising faster than inflation. If you look at it from a trend line perspective, I mean, it's more expensive. It's more expensive than than inflation. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, mm-hmm. like, where are these costs coming from? You know, like, why aren't we controlling the cost of going to school to be at least in line with the rest of all the goods that we pay for? That's yeah. one thing. The other thing, too, is when I was paying my student loans, it was like I, I had interest rates anywhere from a six to eight percent interest rate. <sighs> That's crazy, man. And I mean, granted, like we've seen, you know, mortgage interest rates rise to maybe around that rate now. But I mean, 10 years ago, you know, our mortgage interest rates weren't that high. and It was much lower than what I was paying for on student loan debt. Right. And and that's even that's even more than what I was paying for on my car like loan, you know? And so the fact that you're paying so much interest on uh, an investment that's more of a long-term debt instead right. of something that you can get a lot of return in the short term, like nothing's being done about that. Um, again, going back to the, the cost of tuition, it's just crazy to me how much yeah. it costs going to school nowadays. It's ridiculous. Because it's doubled since I've gone to school. And again, I've got, I went to, last, last time I went to school was 10 years ago. And the value that, that a school is adding to you is decreasing as time goes on, right? Right. Because honestly, I feel like school is so outdated. I was watching a, like a podcast the other day or like a vlog, and someone was talking about, it, it was this huge influencer. I won't name him. I, I don't think it matters. But a huge influencer, and he's like, dude, you know there's schools that are teaching social media? He's like, who's teaching that class? Yeah. He's like, why am I not teaching? I, they would need someone like me because I'm the one He's the biggest dude on social media, right? One of the biggest guys. He's like, why is someone else teaching that? Who is teaching that? Someone who learned the theory of social media? Right. Right? It's like, no, those people aren't going to be able to teach you how to be successful. You got to learn from the people who are actually successful. Yeah. Some things you can't just read off a book and just become an export. Like You have to experience it. Even for us. I mean, God, we've had social media accounts since we were kids, you know? Right. And we thought like growing a podcast, social media was going to be, I don't know, maybe easier than to us than most, especially because I had another business before starting this podcast with you. And man, that shit's hard. It's evolving every day. When we first started this podcast, we didn't have a TikTok. It was before TikTok was actually like really cool. Mm -hmm. And as it grew, we were like, well, we need a TikTok. So now we're good at TikTok. But we had to get through that learning curve, Right. right? And even Instagram has changed so much since we started. Like they've put such a big push on reels. Facebook's doing the same thing. YouTube has the shorts. These algorithms are changing by the day, depending on what you post, what gets you shadow banned. It's crazy. It's like a whole different world out there. Right. I feel like it's changing every six months because what we started to do and we're working towards, you know, two years ago when we started this is totally different. What we should be doing and, and what we're starting to work towards now yeah. just because of the direction of where social media is heading. Yeah. So I feel like somebody who read a textbook and starting to teach a class, I mean, you're gonna have to read a lot of textbooks. That For shit sure. changes a lot. And back to the main topic of school and how it's yeah, getting yeah. more expensive and it's adding less value. I think the way to counteract that, I'm, I'm by no means saying that college is a bad investment now, like don't go to college, but you should weigh out the investment with the return you expect to get like any other investment in your life, right? Before you buy a house, you look at the neighborhood, you check out, make sure that you're not going to have to like spend a ton of money like getting the termites out of the basement. Before you buy a car, you make sure it runs good, that it's a reliable car, you know, that's probably not going to depreciate as fast as other cars. Before you 
get college though, you got to make sure it's a good school. The degree you're getting is good. And that you're also networking and doing other stuff outside of the classroom. Mm -hmm. Because what you're learning in that classroom is not going to give you the tools to be successful in today's world, maybe 10 years ago's world, because that's as fast as they can print those textbooks. But you got to be smart out here because like you said, the student loan forgiveness is like a little bandaid in this huge problem of like college being too expensive. Because in 10 years, we're going to be back at the same spot. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Are they going to do another $10,000 loan forgiveness for the next generation? Like, yeah. We can't keep doing this. No, nah, no. Nah. We need a long-term solution. I agree. That's right. a good perspective. What do you guys think? Feel free to comment below if you guys are for student loan forgiveness, if you guys were the ones impacted by it, or if you think that more things should be done to affect the root cause of the issue. Feel free to let us know. Drop it in the comments. For sure. I want to go to the next uh, topic, man. There's been a lot of like celebrity and just like well-known people, like influencer doppelgangers yeah. out on the internet. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like how That's people crazy. are just making money off of pretending to be someone else. Like you got the Drake lookalike, which mm -hmm. is like super popular, right? You see that guy everywhere. You got the little Dirk lookalike, little Perkyo, yeah. who got punked by like 6ix9ine. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And then you got, you just got a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Who do you think you look like in terms of- Who do I look yeah, like? Or who have people said you, you were a celebrity lookalike? Man, I have no idea, to be honest. I, I don't know. Maybe that's a question for you. Who do I look like? Man, I don't know, man. Because I, I, I've known you for a while, so I don't, I, I don't know, man. What do the girlfriends think? The Mexican oh Canelo. oh Canelo, I do get how did I forget about that? Duh, yeah. <laughs> to be honest though, I don't think I look like him. He has like more red hair, but yeah. I think just the fact that I'm a light skinned Mexican, yeah, I for sure fall into. Yeah, oh really? They, they were saying that. I think it's the beard. I do have a little bit of an orange hue in my beard. Oh, that's funny. I think sometimes that gives that vibe. Yeah. Hey, that's not a bad like person to get confused with though. I'll take it. Yeah. What about you? Uh. Uh, maybe Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder? Who <laughs> yeah. is that? Dude, pull up a pic. Let's get that picture in picture real quick. Pull him up. He's uh, from Comedy Central. Have you ever seen... Um... Nathan Fielder from Comedy Central? Is he? Yeah. So he's a comedian? Yeah, he's... Uh, well, he does like... He does... Yeah, he does comedy. What? But it's like... he. <laughs> Dude, I've never heard of this before. Let's see. What show was it? Oh, what show was it that he did? This is going to be good. Wait, I don't see it, Chris. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't know, can man. I, see, I don't can, think can I look like a one, lot of people, but I caught that big once. One? Like, can we zoom it in? Yeah, you see it. All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it, but uh, people have some some weird. Maybe opinions. if I saw him talking, maybe it's the movement that is similar with yeah. you. Yeah, he doesn't sound like me either. So maybe it's just like I the don't vibe. Know, the vibe. But um, yeah, he does like awkward sketch comedy. Okay, that's funny. Um, but the the people that are um in the comedies with him, yeah. oftentimes don't know that they're in a skit, and so oh, it's kind of like the, that's funny, kind of pranking. But he's also being like dead serious. Anyway, I like I like Nathan Fielder, but honestly, I don't think I look like him. Other yeah. people think I do. That's Who funny. Knows? Yeah, yeah, I get Canelo all the time, but I can't imagine being a high profile guy and having someone look like me. Yeah. That'd be wild, dude. Like, you're just wake up one day, you open social media, and you got to look alike who's making money. Off yeah. Of your like, let's talk about a little Perkyo here. Similarities. The one thing that really stood out to me is one, obviously, this guy looks like Lil Dirk. If you guys don't know who Lil Dirk is, he's uh, a famous rapper from Chicago uh, who's come up in the last few years here. And he's the real Lil Dirk is on the right. 
the little perkios on the left for those who, yeah. who don't know <laughs> which is which obviously little perkio doesn't have tattoos but other right. than that they look the same he he is a little younger and you could yeah. tell he's a little younger but it almost looks like an identical little brother right yeah right? It, it looks like a little brother and the thing that's crazy to me is this guy actually gets paid to appear places and, and pretend right. to be yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they'll have like the arms, not the arm security, but like these big security guys walking next to him, just like little Dirk would. Yeah. And he'll walk down like well-known malls, and people at a mall, if they see a guy that has a bunch of security around him, they're gonna automatically assume he's famous. And then if he looks just like little Dirk, has the same like hairstyle, dresses yeah. like him, he's gonna get confused for little Dirk for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. Because if he had shades on, I wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And how much does he get paid if you scroll down? I think it was like 5K or something. An appearance, to make an appearance. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I, I don't even yeah, know Yeah, 5K. How. Yeah, he says features. Oh, so he's actually doing rap too? That's wild. So he's rapping as Lil Perkio and he does shows for 10K. I wonder if he raps like Lil Dirk, like similar style, you know, similar yeah. cadence, beat type. Have you seen the, uh, the Lil Baby? Uh, rapper, or I guess the Looking guy who like sounds doppelganger. Oh yeah, yeah. But he he's doesn't a white look guy. like him. Yeah. yeah, he's a white guy. I seen that all over TikTok. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts though on doppelgangers? Do you think it's like this is gonna be a full blown like career move for some people? I think honestly, I think there are. Yeah, that's the guy that I'm talking about. He sounds like him. Obviously, he doesn't look yeah. like him. He does sound just like Lil Baby though. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, man. The thing that I struggle with is you're using somebody else's name like an image, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that that doesn't sit well with me because if, if I if you were a big rapper, you know, and there was somebody else pretending to be Max Prado, get money for shows, yeah. get money for appearances, it's like that that kind of infringes on your your trademark, your your right. yourself, your likeness, you know? And I, that mm. doesn't really sit well with me. And plus Let's say this person like gets in a fight with somebody or punches somebody. Could make you look bad. It can make you look bad. And that person who got punched or got hurt could sue you. And they, you know, it's, it just gets into a whole mess of stuff. Yeah. Low key though, I kind of think that the loophole is in the fact that they don't use their name. That's true. You know what I mean? That's so true. he calls himself the little Dirk lookalike, calls himself Lil Perkio, the Drake look like calls himself Frake? Is no, this, does I, he call himself that? I just put that in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't call himself Drake, though, you know? He, right. Like, at that point, once you start using the name and you look like them and you're singing their songs, okay, that's a little different, you know? Yeah. Let, let's pop up uh, Frake, though. So Fake Drake is this guy, I, I think he's from New York, um, who apparently looks like him. I feel like he, he just has a beard and the hair. I don't feel like he looks too much like him, but who knows? Anyway, he's trying to fight Drake in a boxing match. Wow. And his terms are, you either um, pay me $100 if I win, or you sign me to OVO. Wow. And Fake I mean, it's, Drake. It's a lose-lose situation for Drake, man. For like, real. What the hell? Um, yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't know, though. Like, There's so many ways to make money with social media. I think that, you know, they saw this opportunity and they took it. So shout out to them. But yeah, one, um, let's flip it over to, uh, let's flip it over to the Chris Tan, the Chris Tan one. So this is another one. 
And this guy's actually facing some backlash, it looks like. But I put Chris Tan in there. $1,500 meet and greets. Yeah, imagine paying $1,500 to go meet a guy that just looks like a guy that you like. Oh, his name's Chris Tan because Chris Brown. That's hilarious. Yeah, I just called him Chris Tan. Oh, you just <laughs> <laughs> He's got this going today. Yeah, I'm that's just funny. reading my notes, man. Uh, but yeah, it's like, bro, paying $1,500... <sighs> To meet a guy that looks like another guy. See, that that's a ripoff. At that point, you're kind of scamming people unless they know that you're not Chris Brown for sure. Yeah. But even then, it's like, why are you paying 1500 to meet this dude yeah. that just looks like Chris Brown? That's just, I don't know, man. Like, for me, and, you know, 1500 bucks is nothing to Chris Brown. I don't for know sure. how many meet and greets this guy would do, but. But for this guy, that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. Imagine yeah. if only 10 people show up to his meet and greet, he just made 15 grand. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That'll probably take him like 20 minutes to say hi to everybody, take a picture. He made yeah. 15 grand in 20 minutes. Sure. Maybe we should uh, put up a look like for Canelo, bro. Let's do it. I'm down. You could do the other guy. <laughs> yeah, Nathan That'll, Fielder and Canelo. Nathan Fielder and Canelo in the same spot. <laughs> That's fun. But I'm excited for season four, man. We got some great interviews coming. We, we're going to have some more of these roundtable talks. We're going to have some more vlogs. We're going to have different types of content. Like I said, this season is all about connecting with the people. So make sure y'all leave comments, subscribe, like this video. Follow us on all social media accounts. Yeah, man. You got anything else to say before we wrap up? Just want to say, hey, make sure to like our video and subscribe to our TikToks. Um, we do a ton of content there. We post every day. Yeah. So make sure to check that out. And yeah, thank you for joining us for the first episode of season four. And we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.